Hey, good people. How you doing? Welcome back to the Cleveland Show. I'm your host, Cleveland Sylvester Rockmore the third. I'm so glad y'all decided to hang out with me again today. Got a great show planned for you, and I hope they take a minute going over to the Facebook page and drop a comment. I sure appreciate it. So how was everybody's week this week? I hope it went well. hope it went well. It seemed like it's, uh, time is flying by, I guess, the Christmas season. You know, we're getting closer and closer. It's kind of time is sneaking up on us. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, for me, it just seemed like for me, when I older I get, the faster time is going. I don't know if that's for everybody else. I just feel like that, I guess. But, yeah, this year, you know, we're not going to do much. We're going to try to do most of our shopping online because, man, those lines, angry shoppers and traffic, it's not my cup of tea. So, We'd rather click and wait. So that's what we own this year. But, uh, yeah, we're not going to spend too much either on gifts like we used to because uh, you know, we had to learn to budget so we won't make last year's fun, next year's headache. But, uh, you know, we bumped our head over the years, and uh, when it came to our finances and how to manage them, it took some time, but we figured out what works for our family. And actually, as I'm looking at it, that brings me to our title of today's show which is part two a part of, of a four-part series I'm pretty excited about it i appreciate y'all with the comments and reviews and all that about the first one we did last week we covered uh physical health you know the series is called uh faith and massive action and uh, we covered physical health last week and we talked about the pitfalls of not staying healthy and living our best life by taking care of our physical health and uh today we're going to dive into financial health and uh, taking steps to improve, <clears throat> excuse me, taking steps to improve our financial picture is critical and constant. So uh, now just let me be clear. I'm no expert, but I did overcome some financial, pitfall, <laughs> financial pitfalls. <laughs> and uh, over, over the years, you know, I just wanted to share with you guys a, a few lessons that I did learn, you know, along the way. So uh, but just like most things in life, simple but not easy, like I always say. But uh, whether you're in debt planning on you know planning a budget or just trying to repair your credit you know you're going to get something out of today's show guaranteed so you know without further ado let's let's go and talk about it i have applied for a store credit card or a loan or even a mortgage, and you sat and waited, you know, just to see if you approved or not, sweating bullets, like, oh, man, I hope it's going to do. Maybe that, maybe this, maybe that, maybe that. You know, or you swiped your debit card, you know, praying it'll go through while you're in the line with a bunch of folks behind you, <laughs> you know. Or, you know, you went and got gas, swiped, and you hope the pump didn't just stop at $3.14 because that's all you had left in your bank account. You know, trust me, I've, I've been there, you know, not too long ago, too. No shame in my game. You know, I was terrible, terrible at finances, you know. I used to I used to get paid. I would pay some bills and spend whatever that was left or whatever was needed to survive for that month. You know, I can, I can remember always saying to myself, man, I just need $25. And it was always 10 days after payday. I would get like 10 days go about to payday, and I'm like, man, I just need 25 bucks to get to the next payday. You know, it was like clockwork. You know, sometimes I'll borrow it. Sometimes I'll sell something or yeah, or I would take something back to the store to try to get cash back, you know, just to try to make ends meet before the next payday. <clears throat> Excuse me. And this this was a pattern, you know, a pattern I didn't even recognize, you know, until after I was married, until years later after I was married. 
And uh, I just assumed I didn't have enough money for the life I was living. I just figured out, hey, man, I'm like everybody else. I'm, I'm, I got more money than I got money. And, you know, I'm just trying to make it. You know, I'm trying to make a dollar to 15 cents. You know, all the things that we go through and that we hear through our culture that we think, hey, being broke is cool or being broke is just, you know, the norm. And, uh, you know, my wife and I, we had a system that we created before we even got married as far as our finances, how we were going to handle them. You know, we did a budget, we had a bills book, everything. But I didn't know buy or buy them at all. Here she is, set up everything, and I didn't even really look at it. I was still doing what I knew how to do, how to survive. And, uh, you know, and, and I figured, you know, she knew I was bad with money, and she would figure out how to make our finances work for all of us. You know, I felt like, hey, you know, I made the bacon, you serve it up. You know, but the problem was that she was making bacon too. <laughs> And then sometimes she was making more bacon than me. So, you know, we fought all the time about our finances, all the time. And uh, I had to get real. You know, I had to get real with, with what was going on. And I realized it was deeper than just money for me. You know, I was self-sabotaging. And uh, this time I was taking my family with me, though. And if you follow my podcast, you know, I talk about self-sabotage in my first ep- in my episode one. You'll hear that. And it's a pretty, pretty good uh, episode. You should go check it out. But, uh, you know, back to what I, we were talking about, you know, I did realize that I was going, I was looking at money the wrong way. I believe money was like bad. I believe money was something that, something that someone was going to take from you anyway, so you might as well spend it all before anyone else can get their hands on it. So to me, money was for bills. It wasn't for me. You know, getting paid to me was like I made a huge feast and invited everybody over to come eat. And once they ran through all the food that I cooked and I worked hard for, I'd walk in after the smoke's clear and everybody ran out and I'll have my plate and I'll just take whatever scraps I can get after what was left. And, uh, you know, it really boiled down to my self-worth. You know, when you don't value yourself, nothing has real value. However, uh, you know, God bless, but however, you know, God, God did bless me with a wife that was very patient <laughs> and she wouldn't give up on me. You know, she would not give up on me. I was, I was such a knucklehead. I don't know how she made it with me this far, but I do appreciate her. You know, she she ended up loving me beyond my own low self-esteem. You know, she she loved me beyond my myself. You know, what, what I saw in myself, she loved me beyond that. You know, I wasn't that much I saw in myself for a while until I started seeing the kind of man she saw when she looked at me. And uh, the man she saw when she looked at me, that was the kind of man, that was the man that I admired. That was the kind of man I wanted to be. So I fell in love with what she saw in me. And, uh, you know, I love to say that, you know, now that everything is fine and I'm a financial guru and I get it right every day. But, you know, that's far from the case, far from the truth. You know, it's it's a daily and sometimes hourly work. You know, I still see myself in certain lights that I have to make sure I step up and above on. Self-love is very important. You know, I, I say it every time I post anything. Anybody know me, I always end it with that. You know, you have to love yourself before you can move forward. Anything you want to do in life, because if you don't value yourself, nothing has real value. And I mean, it, it just doesn't. You know, if you don't love yourself, you can't really love somebody else truly. If you don't treat yourself right, you're not going to treat others right either. So uh, that even spilled off into my financial world as well. You know, I thought, yeah, some things I need to take care of emotionally, but has nothing to do with my money. I had everything to do with my money. So it was self-worth, you know. That's what it boiled down to. But like I say, you know, it's a daily work. Hourly, it's an hourly work sometimes. But uh, I'm on my way, you know. I'm better than what I used to be. I can tell you that. <laughs> but uh, it took faith 
and massive action, you know, and it's going to take faith and massive action for all of us to get to where we want to be, you know, and today, you know, I will say I'm proud to say we got multiple streams of income, you know, our financial health and our goals are, you know, they're steady and they're on track for what we want to do and uh, where we want to be, you know, but uh, we're not where we want to be just yet, but knowing that we're not where we were, I'll tell you, is a true blessing because where we were was, whoa, it was, it was bad. We don't argue about finances and anything like that. So it's been great, you know, but I know you're saying, hey, Cleveland, this sounds all great, man, but, you know, how does a person like me get financially, get financial health? Well, I don't have all the answers, but I did come up with five steps that I used to, to that I wrote down that I, I that I feel like that were instrumental to my financial health and getting my financial health on track. And uh, step one was, you know, be honest. You know, I had to be honest with myself. You know, I had to ask a question. You know, why <clears throat> why am I where I am, and why am I not, why am I not where I want to be? And uh, that's what I you know I just talked about earlier. I had to get down to the basics, and it was my self worth. You know, you got to ask yourself that question, you know, is it an issue with your self-esteem? Is it an issue? Is it got control issues? Is it past pains? A judgment from others? Is it a lack of financial education? Is self-discipline? Is it immaturity? You know, is it fear of failure, fear of success, uh, unhealthy relationships you're dealing with? You know, whatever it is, that's the root of what's causing your dis- your disruption in your financial health. You know, you got to figure that out first. You know, you can't even start you know, to get your financial health together until you're 100% honest with yourself. You know, now that don't mean go beat yourself up and, and, you know, get sucked into a self-pity or anything like that. That's just mean taking a real honest look at what's holding you back from your best life. And step two, you know, is uh, write down all your income, your debts, your bills, your expenses, you know, and I'll add a worksheet too that you can use on a Facebook page if you're having difficulty with that. I can put one together and put one on the Facebook page. But uh, this will help you see where you're at today. You know, have you ever got lost in the mall or you got into a, a, a mall and didn't know where you was at? You go to that mall map and it's useless, really, until you see that symbol that says you are here. And the same goes for your financial picture. Once you know where you are, then you know where you're going. And then next step three is create a budget. Create a budget for every financial decision with for, with every financial decision maker in your home and stick to it. What I mean by that, I mean some of y'all live with boyfriends, girlfriends, husbands, wives, mothers, aunties, sisters, brothers, whoever puts ads to the pot of the financial overall picture of your home, your household, then you need to sit down with them and y'all need to come up with a budget. You know, come up with what we're going to be spending, what goes in, what comes out. And uh, once you do that, you know, you create a budget and you stick to it. And you may fail, and that's okay. You just forgive yourself. You lick your wounds, and then you make another budget and stick to that one. You know, wash, rinse, and repeat until it becomes just as easy as breathing. It's not going to be overnight, people. You're not going to just create a budget, and then it's going to be great, and everything's going to be awesome. And my wife been creating a budget for over seven years. You know, <laughs> my wife and I, we created a bills book, and in it is our monthly forecast, and it's what we got coming in, what we got going out. And we started this bills books, like I said, seven years ago. And uh, each year has gotten better and better. Is it perfect? No. The numbers are always changing. You know, we always adding or taking something out, you know, with kids coming in and leaving. All kind of things are changing in our life. But I think what keeps the Bills book more or less a staple in our family and what keeps us, helps us manage everything is that we've, we're committed to it. We're committed to stay consistent at planning each month together. 
you know, and it's not perfect, you know, but it does, it has become a part of how we keep things managed and it's been great. So, you know, try to get to a budget, try to get you a book of how you keep monthly things coming in and out. Try to write it down month by month, January, February, March, April. Hey, today is January. Next month is February. You should be planning February. You don't have to go too far, but just start off with baby steps. Even if it's, if it's January 1st, you get paid on the 15th, plan from the 1st to the 15th. Start off baby steps, and then you'll get into a rhythm where you can add in more months and things like that, even years, hopefully. We're not at the years yet, but if you get there, hey, let me know. Show me how you did it. <laughs> and step four, eliminate debt and clean up your credit report. Can't stress this enough. Eliminate debt and clean up your credit report. You know, I know it's simple, but it's just, I know it sounds simple, but it's, it's not easy, you know, to get rid of student loans, collections, liens, old debt, et cetera. You know, however, it, can be done in most cases it won't be quick you know it took me years to get some of the old debt off paid off and things like that i just remember what i was fighting for what i was fighting for was important i didn't want to owe anybody anything and yeah i still owe people i still got some debt but to me it's as difference between unhealthy debt and healthy debt you know what i was doing was just sitting on debt and afraid to even look at my credit report you know but when i realized that i need to get to this i gotta get this done i started fighting and regardless of what it looked like, you know, I started making phone calls to settle debt. I was writing letters to people. I was asking lenders to remove late payments on my credit reports. I was disputing errors on my credit report. You know, I even went on LinkedIn and Facebook and I found some CEOs and, and executives of some of them lenders. And it worked. Some of them was like, hey, I agree. Because believe it or not, these are people just like you and me. And bottom line is, you know, face your debt. Face your credit report like you would, like you were David. And you got a slingshot, you know, just faith in massive action. Go at it knowing that you're not perfect. You're not going to, you know, some wins will happen. Some wins won't. But you guarantee no wins when you don't do anything. So go at it with faith in action. You know what I'm saying? Faith in massive action like David with a slingshot. Hey, it looks big, but you got faith with you. As long as you move with that, you're going to be just fine. And finally, step five, <clears throat> excuse me, at Add more streams of income and and increase your income. Now, having multiple streams of income is a must for a real chance at thriving and not just surviving. You know, get smart on passive income opportunities. You know, find ways to make money while you sleep. You know, it may seem like everybody doing that, though. Everybody doing that, but they ain't you. They ain't got your spin on it. So you figure out what to do with that, with that one thing, you know that can make you generate you all kind of extra income while you're sleeping, you know, you, so you got, you, and, and get smart on it, you know, find out where that information lies. There's a lot of places that you can get information on, on passive income. <clears throat> Excuse me. Catching a cold again. I apologize. Just coughing all day, <laughs> but you know, and also, and, and if you're working, find out what the, you know, the next level of your job pays. If it's a nice amount and find out what it takes to get there. Do what you got to do, you know, do what you got to do to get to that next level. And uh, also, if you are in a W-2 world, which you, some of y'all should be, because you got, I, I think every household should have a W-2 and a 1099. What I say by that, what I mean by that is that somebody's got to be working at W-2 full time and somebody got to be building the business. That's just what I think. That's just what we do. It's been working for us. And, you know, somebody got to work them the other person out of that W-2. You know what I'm saying? It's why somebody working that 1099 business, they need a an investor, which is that W-2. So you kind of feed off each other with that. 
with that system. If you got any questions about that, let me know. I can I can kind of give you some tips on that too. That's what me and my wife are doing now, and it's and it's been great. But for those UW tours out there, I am one as well. You know, create yourself a strong LinkedIn account, strong. You know, and and look out for places to get that information. There's websites, there's YouTube, there's all kind of places to show you how to build your LinkedIn account. You got to get one. Got to get one. Ninety percent of employers are looking at LinkedIn to get their next employee not paper resumes. They're not doing that no more. So the best time to find a job is when you already got one. So, uh, and also, also you want to look into investment opportunities as you know, look into real estate, affiliate marketing, things like that. These are things that you can do to build what's called a pro a financial portfolio. Financial portfolio is all it is. is just like, you got like a folder with a bunch of things in there to help you make money. <laughs> you know, you got investment stocks, you know, a job, you know, whatever, whatever, things that generate income are in that pro are in that folder. So you want different things in that folder. You don't want one folder that has your job and that's it. You know, you lose that job today or tomorrow. How's your family going to survive? How are you going to survive? Not to worry you or scare you, but that's the world we live in today. People get laid off all the time. So there's nothing wrong with having that job. You've been there 10, 15 years. That's great. That's great. You can leverage that, but make sure you you're planning you know, either an exit strategy or while you're still there planning a strategy to, to produce other streams of income to compensate for that in case something does go wrong. <clears throat> Excuse me. Jesus. <laughs> but, you know, I always do recommend that every home should have a business. Everybody should have your W-2. That's great. But you should have a business as well. 1099 someplace, you know, LLC, whatever that you want to, however you want to structure your business, have one because the tax benefits alone will help you. You know, as a family, as a household, as whatever that you have, even if you're single, you know, have some kind of business, some kind of document which says you own a business. Because when it comes to filing your taxes, you'll you'll thank me once you file your taxes for those of you who haven't <laughs> done that yet. And those of you who already have it going on, you know what I'm talking about. But, yeah, you know, just in everything that we do, you know, I, I keep saying faith and massive action. I know it sounds like. What are you talking about? It just became my mantra because it is definitely part of everything that you want to do. You know, the world, uh, the word tells us in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And all these steps I give you, they're not the end all be all. Believe you me, you know, uh, if you but if you want it, you want to go after it. There's a way you just have to create one. You know, uh, you know, once you determine that you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, have the faith, you know, know that God has a plan for you and take massive action. You know, whatever you got to do, you know, watch YouTube videos, buy a book on investing, passive income, credit repair, budgeting, join a Facebook group, contact a financial counselor. Whatever step you got to take, God going to take two steps with you. So faith and massive action, that will definitely get you the financial help. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. But hey, good people, I want to thank y'all, thank y'all, thank y'all, thank y'all for uh, spending more time with me today. I know y'all could have been doing all kind of stuff, but you decided to spend time with me, so I do appreciate that. And I uh, also want to uh, let you know that we'll be coming up with another part three of this series, four-part series. So that'll be kicking off next Tuesday, so I hope I see you here with that one. And uh, if you like the show, please leave me a comment. Go on to the Facebook page. Say me, say hey, say something to me. Show your boy some love. I appreciate that. And once again, thank you all for listening. I do appreciate y'all taking the time out 
it uh it definitely does my soul good to be able to say something to somebody i hope somebody got something out of this i appreciate you and until then go out there love somebody and please don't forget most of all to love yourself peace